Hello, everybody. I hope you're all doing well. I am Relentless Coach Jake, and welcome to the Be Relentless podcast. I'm going to try and keep this nice and quick so we can get straight into the episode because I'm really excited for you to hear it. But this is a time where we've all overindulged too much in the Christmas period, but you know, hopefully we're able to recharge those batteries, and now we're ready to, to visualize, set out our goals, and smash out 2022. And of course, I want to help you do that. So here's what I want you to do. Head to IamRelentless.com.au. That is our membership site, and it's everything you need to build a relentless body and mind. So you can learn and follow proven training methods and mindset principles to smash out your goals, unlock your potential, and of course, be relentless. But seriously, this site is everything you need to get started. We have exclusive training and nutrition plans, mindset development coaching videos. You have events, seminar, priority and discounts, a full exercise database and coaching videos. So you really can't go wrong with this. You also have some private coaching discounts. So if you want to come in and work, work with me at Relentless Gym or one of our coaches, or you want to be a pro wrestler and be part of Relentless School of Pro Wrestling, you, you can get some nice discounts there. So that's IamRelentless.com.au. Everything you need to get started and smash it out in 2022. Now, there was no one more fitting than my guest today because when we talk about being relentless, she is definitely the definition. So I wanted her to be the very first guest on the Be Relentless podcast. There is no one that has more passion, drive, determination, and her work ethic is second to none. I was super excited to have her in before we got after it and, and got to training and got to work. But here we go. Here is my guest today, the dream time voodoo witch, professional wrestler, Erica Reed. That's hilarious. All right, you good to mm-hmm. go? Mm-hmm. That's sweet. Right. What flavor you got? I love, I have the legendary lemon berry. I've been like cycling through each one, except for that fucking cherry one. I can't do it. You don't like it? I can't do it. I got oh. so excited about trying it. Yeah. But now I can't, I just can't do it. Oh, yeah. I can't do it. Cherry's like the best sip. one, Ugh, in yuck. my opinion. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> when I went to America, every time I had food, I got like a Dr. Pepper. Yeah. I fucking love cherry. Like Can't just do it. the ch- taste of cherry. And the hotel we stayed at, they had like a bowl of lollies every time you walked in. Yeah. And the red ones were cherry. And I'd walk past and I'd grab a couple of cherries and go to my room. Oh, wow. I fucking no. love cherry. Can't do it. It reminds I know. I had a medicine when I was like really young. Uh, and it just gives me flashbacks to that. <laughs> so I just don't, don't want to do it. PTSD. <laughs> Yeah, kids' medicine's pretty gross. But the rest of the Kill Cliffs are great. So, yeah, I'm enjoying that. Well, thanks for being here and doing this today. I sort of made a promise to myself, because this is a pretty new podcast, mm-hmm. and it's been pretty solo for you know, the time being. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, this year, because I'm always talking about it on every episode, like, I'm going to get someone in, I'm going to get someone in. I'm like, no, fuck, this year you just have to do something and do it. So I had to have you as like the first yes. So thank you <laughs> thank for being you. here. Because um, you were always sort of lined up to be on the show. I always wanted you to have a list of like people I want to want in here to sort of 
dig into their mind a little bit. Ooh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ooh. yeah I don't know go if you want to go into my mind. Um, but what got me is, and then like, you have to be the first one, is it was uh, New Year's Eve. And I'm just, I get sucked in and I was just fucking scrolling on Instagram, just looking at everyone's stories and all that. Um, and everyone's chilling at the beach and they're doing shit. Like they're going out, they're drinking and it's all starting the party. And you're, it's a hot day, so everyone's swimming and just having fun. And you're in your fucking garage. That's probably like 40 degrees in there <laughs> yeah. doing ring pull-ups. Like as if like pull-ups aren't hard enough, you're doing ring pull-ups. I'm like, yeah, that's fucking relentless. You have to be the first. You have <laughs> to be the first you. guest. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, so, I'm a psycho. That's good. So thanks for being here. And no, thank this. you. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm quite excited. It's good. I, I don't know if you want to go in my mind, though. It's pretty fucking weird in there. It's... So yeah, no, we're, we're going to get in there. That's good. It's a anyway, world. what are you eating? What have you got there? Uh, at the moment, I've got turkey mince, capsicum, onion, spinach, and my chicken eggs and from chicken home. Eggs. I've got two pet chickens, and they give me eggs every day. How are your chickens? They're fucking amazing. They're, they're the cutest <laughs> little things. One is called Rexy, and the other one is called La Fonda. Yeah. And I literally found them, well, I found Rexy on the side of the road. Like the chicken literally ran across the road <laughs> and I picked it up and I just looked at Sid and I was like, I guess we have a chicken now. That's and he's it. like, oh, fuck. The chicken crossed All the road right. to get to Erica Reed's house. Yeah. <laughs> so now I've got chickens and they've taken over my backyard and the dog kennel and everything and they're, they're the best. That's great. There's nothing. You can eat too while you do this. So if, yeah, I don't cool. think your chewing noises should come through the microphone. If they do, we're sorry. It's I'm right, just eating. I, I do intermittent fasting, so I've fasted all day, and now this is my eating window. Got to eat. Yep, um, got to eat. Do you taste the, can you tell the like difference in quality with the eggs that you have? Yes. It's amazing, isn't it? Def- definitely. It, even the colour. The colour, like yeah. the texture of it, it's thicker. Yeah. Um, it's like tasting, tasting less stress, almost. Because it's yes. like all these chickens in cages and stuff. And they're just stressed. Like, they're not going to be happy. They're not going to lay to their fullest potential. But when they're free range and happy, like, the eggs you get are amazing. Like, and they're always big. Like, the chicken eggs that I get, they're always big. And they're just, yeah, they're the best. But definitely I can taste the difference. And the yolk is, like, more of a golden color. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's not like a pale yellow. It's more of, like, a golden orange color, which is is good. It's really good. Yeah, you can definitely taste and see the difference in the egg. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's such a, it's such a huge thing because, like, you know, they're not stressed out their whole freaking lives, and they're getting fed what you know chickens are meant to eat. So yep. they're not just fed like absolute crap. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've noticed a huge difference in that. We don't have chickens yet. We've had chickens in the past, um, but we're we still yeah we're still building their enclosure. So we hope to get about six or eight. That's so cool. So I have plenty of eggs to throw around I yes. reckon. <laughs> and they're just like good companion animals to have. Yeah, they're great. Like they're very affectionate and they're very like expressive. Like if I wake up late and I go out the front and I give them their food and their water and whatever every morning. If I'm late, Rexy will come over to me and peck me. Like she will peck my ankles <laughs> or like when I'm bending over to like fill up the food, she'll like peck my bum and she'll just keep yelling at me until I pick her up and give her a cuddle and like acknowledge her and I'm like sorry I was late. That's but, the best. Yeah, they're so they're so funny. They come to the window and it's like pecking on the window as well. Yeah, every day. Yeah, every day. We just have like a just a deck, and we used to let them run around, and they'd always just come to the back door and just peck, like let me in. Mm-hmm. 
Those are the best. Yeah, no, um, they do. Yeah, they're really cool. Like, you can cuddle them and hold them, and they're, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're really cool pets, so our they girls are. are pretty excited for getting getting chickens. They'll love it. But you taste the difference in the, in the quality, and that's something I've been doing a lot, um, especially with meat as well, mm-hmm. like eating, like, lots of kangaroo and wild-caught stuff, and it's... You know, in theory, it sounds good, but then you do it and, like, you can actually feel it. Like, you can feel better and you can actually just feel like this animal's eating what it's meant to be eating. It's got the proper nutrients it needs. It's a healthier, less stressed animal and, mm. you know, that's what you want because you're putting this stuff in your body anyway, so why not put the highest quality of stuff yeah, in your body? Yeah, it's fuel. Fuel is fuel for your body and if you're going to have shit fuel, you're going to have, you know, shit energy to burn, you know, even just mentally having better ingredients in your food i've noticed even with sid and i have changed our diets around and we only get free range or grass-fed meat um and we eat a lot of kangaroo and turkey mince and stuff like that like we eat a lot of less fatty but higher protein meats and even like the kangaroo kangaroo is always great Uh, even as a kid growing up my dad used to secretly cook his kangaroo and like i didn't know and then when i got older i ate kangaroo again and i was like this is really familiar and i messaged my dad i'm like hey did you give us kangaroos like yeah like all the time like no one questioned it no one knew anything about it and i'd be eating like spaghetti bolognese or like kangaroo mints and i'd just be munching the mints smashing it down yeah so like that's great definitely you can definitely taste the difference in like free range grass fed and all that sort of stuff it's less stress and like even with chicken like when you eat chicken when they're like not free range you can see the size difference even before you cook it like it's For just sure. so yeah it's just so yeah. much more smaller and like bonier but when they're not as stressed they're much more plump yeah i've done the same thing to my girls i made amelia eat i didn't make her like, <laughs> we're having some sausages today and it was kangaroo sausage of course and she loved it she'd smash Aww. it i could almost like not like i would never get like a decent meal in because she would just like as soon as she saw me with kangaroo sausage she'd run over and just like smash it so that's why i switched to the steaks so she'd only eat steak but um <laughs> after a while because kids change like every day is something different but mm-hmm. this was like you know the first like year of her life she'd done she'd done that she ate them and then she stopped she got to regular sausages and just normal sort of meats mm-hmm. but now like the last month she's been asking like for kangaroo i'm like yes this is oh, so good. good so good and there's and like you don't feel guilty eating kangaroo either because there's so many there's so That's many it. kangaroos everywhere and they're obviously native here so it's what a lot of people don't understand like man like hunting like everyone's gets on that bandwagon of like it's so bad and all this stuff but yeah some some things there like should be done a lot better but that's yeah, with everything but of course if you don't do that it's going to cause an even bigger problem as well yeah so yeah no i i totally agree i reckon like <laughs> fuck what was i gonna say i was gonna say something i totally forgot about kangaroos Kangaroo. oh right I remember now. So, like, I think what's wrong with hunting is, like, I don't necessarily think it should be a sport, but there's obviously definite a lot of skill to it, and, like, it's obviously in pretty much every culture in the world. But I feel like you should only kill as much as you need. Yes. You shouldn't kill more than what you need because then you're just becoming selfish and then you're just going to have a waste of meat or food or anything. And that's with anything, berries, like going berry picking, apple picking, like everything. You should only just take what you need, not 
like for this person, this person, this person. Like just think about the people that you need to feed, feed them and that's enough because I think that's what's wrong with like that's why obviously there's a lot of fat people around because there's so much food. Yeah. There's it. so much food so and like much. we keep making more food and it's just ridiculous but like I definitely think hunting is a good skill to have or a good skill to learn just because it's like it's raw. It's like what our ancestors would have done. Like yes. kill yeah. food with their hands and appreciate it and respect it and acknowledge it and then eat it. And mm. then you become that animal. So like it's I think it's an important part of life is learning about like where your food comes from and appreciating it because there's a lot of effort to killing an animal. Like uh, yeah. mentally, emotionally, like I've never killed an animal. Yeah. I've never been hunting, but I'm open minded to it. Like mm. I, I would I would like to try it. My sister got a um, crossbow for her birthday. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, her partner bought her a crossbow for her birthday, so I think they're going to start hunting. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited. My it's wife just, just bought me a... a, um, it's, a like, it's on the same thing because I want to... I grew up hunting. Oh, cool. Um, you know, my dad was a hunter. Then I sort of got out of it because you know, I love animals and everything, but now I'm sort of understanding the reasoning why and everything that we hunted, we ate. Like yep. it wasn't we just killed for the sake of killing. Like that, yep. I think that's completely wrong. Um, um, and I, since I've experienced eating like more wild caught meat and stuff, I'm like, I really just want to do this. Like, yeah, if I can just not have to buy any meat that's set up in all these farms and uh, I just want to get away from that. Yep. So I can source my own meat. Like it'd be amazing. So Taylor bought me a bow. Oh, uh, for, that's so cool. <laughs> so for Christmas. So I've been practicing with that for a little bit. So that's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, no, that's awesome. My dad did hunting when he was a kid. Like, my nana would, like, drop him off at a paddock and go, all right, you guys want to eat? You go get me food. You go get the meat, you bring it back home, and I'll cook it. Wow. So, yeah. So, like, when my dad was little, him and his two brothers and his sister. Sister used to just, like, play around and stuff because she didn't want to. And she was the youngest, I'm pretty sure. Um, but, yeah, my uncles and my dad, they used to hunt. But my, for some reason, my dad was, like, the best one out of all of them, but he's like the most blind. Oh, wow. Like he didn't get glasses till he was like 21 or something. And like, they pretty much said to him, you're legally blind. Like, I don't know how you do this, okay. but he like goes with movement and it's just, yeah, it's weird. And he would like just catch rabbits and bruise and whatever and bring it home and they'd kill it and eat it. And <laughs> one time me and my dad, we went fishing and I was like, dad, do we not have any rods? And he's like, nah, we don't need rods. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck, dad? Like, what do you mean? I'm like, oh my God, this is so freaking Darrow. Anyway, we go get to the lake or wherever we were. And then he has, he has some hooks and some bait and some fishing line. And he's like, all right, give me a foot. I was like, what? And he's like, give me a foot. I was like, okay. So he ties a bit of fishing, like fishing line around my ankle. No. And then ties a knot at the end of it, puts a hook at the end of it and some bait. And he goes, all right, go for a walk. And I was like, okay. So I went for a walk in the water. And he's like, stop when you feel something tugging. And I was like, okay. And I, after, I don't know, half an hour or so, just walking around, like looking in the water and stuff, I did. I caught a fish. And That's then insane. I, yeah, I brought it back. <laughs> and my dad's like, this is how I hunt. We don't need fishing rods. And I was like, what the fuck? It blew my mind. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So that, that was like, that's how we hunt. We don't even have tools. 
That's insane. <laughs> yeah, my, my dad will get like every little gadget and fish finder and everything he needs and 800 rods and different lures. He still can't catch a fish. That's great. <laughs> uh, he, he is good. But, oh, wow. That, that's insane. Yeah. Wow. That's... And like, obviously we come from different backgrounds. So like our ways of hunting is different. Completely different and yeah. it's obviously on different lands. You have different tools and different techniques and whatever. I think that's really interesting. Your dad has so many rods. Yeah. <laughs> struggles. I walk out with no rod and I catch a fish. And that's we eat crazy. It. Insane. Yeah. I don't know what fish it was. I can't remember. Maybe it was like a flathead or something. It was in New South Wales. Oh, yeah. 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 I yeah. don't know. It was, it was like in the ocean. Yeah. yeah. Like some lake sort of thing. Yeah. It was like low tide. So it was like <clears throat> only come up to like your knees. Okay. And yeah. you could just walk out for like a couple of k's. That's cool. Yeah. So dad was like, hurry up, walk out and come back. And hopefully by the time you walk out and come back, the tide will be back up and you'll catch a fish. Yeah. And that was the goal and we did it. I think it's like something that is buried deep, like in our biology of hunting. Like it's, mm-hmm. you can feel it. Like, is that, you have that feeling like when you, <laughs> I'd say when you've caught a fish on a rod, in this case your foot, <laughs> and that fish like is pulling on that on the line and you can yeah. feel it you just get like this rush of sort of excitement i think that's linked to you know our past like ancestors and everything yeah and, totally. like, it's just it's like so i went for a run on the weekend and yep. i saw a deer which was like so exciting yep and it's sort of at first i thought it was a kangaroo because they're like yeah they make a bit of noise and then it stopped real quick and like oh, yep. it's usually rude they take a couple of couple of hops and then they stop yep um and i stopped and i looked up and it was this deer and i was like holy shit because i've seen a few <laughs> out driving and stuff but never yeah. like out running in the bush and i was like oh my god this is amazing and i'm like i have to take a picture because every animal i get to see i try and yeah. take a picture for my girls to show them They're like oh look what i seen and they'll always ask what did you see out there today so i tried i took my phone out got onto the camera i was about to press the button and it like honks they make this noise it's <laughs> i didn't know it was called honking until my dad told me my made this like really knock noise and then like it ran like five or ten meters and then stopped again but i decided to just to follow this deer like into the bush so i went off the trail and went into the bush and i got that feeling of like i was hunting yep obviously I wasn't gonna do anything i just wanted to take a picture of it yep um but yeah i think that is just like it's dairy it's buried deep in us like we, mm-hmm. we all have that within us so i think hunting bring definitely brings that out no I just, that's pretty freaking cool to be honest that's really cool i don't think i've ever seen a deer in australia like just out in the wild maybe i have but i don't think i have but that's pretty cool. So that means you could literally go out to where you go running and you, could you go hunting there? Definitely, 100%. Yeah. <sighs> People do that all the time. Like That's cool. Where I saw this deer, it was literally like across the road, like 500 meters from my house. <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> Imagine sitting in your backyard with your crossbow. <laughs> can it go 500 meters? <laughs> I think it will be that good of a shot. <laughs> it is hard. It's, yeah. Um, I even said to tailor my wife i'm like oh this is this is bad because this is like a whole new discipline now like because mm-hmm. it just requires like a lot of mental energy strength and patience yep and i've started to get addicted to it <laughs> so i'm trying not to spend all of my time doing it but yeah it's, it's a lot of fun for sure i don't think sure. it's a bad skill i mean maybe it's maybe taylor's thought was maybe he'll stop running 100 k's and i'll get him a crossbow instead <laughs> yeah nah. <laughs> now it's gonna be worse like, i'm going for 12 hours um yeah it'll be do you know what be, i think the hardest thing about it is like all right you 
if I go out myself and I get a deer or something, carrying it back or getting Ooh. it back to some sort of road is that's going to be the tough part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Unless you, fuck, I forgot his name. There's a fella I watch on YouTube, um, and he is a hunter, and he recently got a show on Netflix. He's an American fella, and he goes hunting for deer a lot. And he finds the bucks or something that, yeah. that he go aims for the bucks or whatever. And he, this guy's crazy. Like him and Joe Rogan went out and they like go to like secluded islands and they like camp. Is it Cameron, there. Ha- Cameron Haynes. I can't remember his name. Probably. But he's awesome, and he goes into like like just the feeling of it. Like he has like a GoPro and he has like other cameras with him and stuff. And like he goes into like the feeling of it, and, like the adrenaline rush, and like, but like. I didn't even think about this, but there were one time that on this hill and they were watching this buck and he waited for hours. Like he waited and waited and waited. And he's like, on this hill, when the sun goes down or whatever, we'll get this buck. But literally he lined up and like lined up his gun or his arrow, I can't remember whatever it was. And the wind changed. And because the wind changed, the buck smelt the guy and it went and it just ran and he was like, oh my gosh. And just the pure frustration, <laughs> but determination this guy had, like he didn't eat that day. And then the next day he woke up and hunted and then found something to eat. And I think a part of like the, like the generational like ancestry with hunting, it's like they didn't eat if they didn't get a kill. Like if they didn't get an animal, they didn't eat that night. And that was a big deal. Like, they, how, like, imagine going, like, two days without food and you have, like, a whole tribe of people or, like, a whole family of people you need to feed. Like, that would give you that, like, drive and that, like, encouragement to do better to find something to eat and bring it back. 100%. And I think that's what the feeling you get is, like, when you, like, if you are hunting, like, I haven't been hunting except fishing. But, like, I imagine, like, you'd get that thrill and that rush. It's because, like your past generations and your past lives are like getting excited for you almost like, yes, you're doing the right thing sort yeah. of thing. Like it's a journey and you got to listen to them because they've already done it before. And um, this is just, um, this is how I view life. It's weird. So like past ancestors would give you that feeling and you follow and chase that feeling and you go through that journey to find that animal. And while you're doing that journey you're learning about that animal you're appreciating that animal in a different completely different way so once you get that animal and you eat that animal it makes sense it's like a full circle it's like the spiritual the emotional like it's appreciating the animal respecting it and using it for good use like use the like the fur and the the leather use everything use the bones like make tools out of it like use the whole animal and i think that's i think there's too much waste in the world we need to start using all the animals. For sure, definitely. Yeah. Um, that's where I feel like hunting sort of gets that bad rap. But when you explain it in like that way, then it makes perfect sense. Mm. Um, but I think because, you know, now with Instagram, people see a picture and they're like straight away judge. Like even even myself, I was like this until I recently learned about it. But like yeah. you'd see someone. And look, I hate people taking pictures. Like I understand like it's a journey and an appreciation for the effort. and. Yep everything into it but people posing with like their their kill um and you see a lot of them out of like africa with like a, yeah. a rhino or something like that um and at first i was like fuck this like what are you doing yeah um and then someone ex- explained it to me and i was like oh that yeah it sucks yeah but it makes so much sense so like 
all of these like um like the wildlife conservationists would put these tickets there and sell like a hundred or two hundred thousand dollar ticket to you know mostly people in america that mm-hmm. would be like oh i want to shoot a rhino <laughs> um but they would do that and sell that and it would normally be like a well, i think majority of the time it's like a riot of in this case it was a rhino the one i heard mm-hmm. about and this one rhino was just going around and just killing all these other male rhinos mm-hmm. so if they, they just let this rhino go crazy it was just going to kill all these male rhinos and then yep. you know it would wouldn't be good for them no um, so it was something that we're going to have to take out anyway um but all the money goes if they didn't do that all the money that they sell that ticket for goes back into what they're doing and preventing like all the poachers and all that stuff that's pretty cool so instead of like this you see like yeah oh this one rhino sucked yeah this one rhino died yeah it sucks of course Mm -hmm. but it's saving so many animals that's really cool yeah i didn't know that i I was like yeah when i first seen this like why are they letting people come in and like kill rhinos and then someone explains me like that way like this was a problem rhino that they were going to take out anyway because it's destroying all these other young males yep and so they're going to have a breeding issue um and if they don't get these funds, they're not going to be able to keep paying their people to, you know, get, get rid of all the poachers and stuff that are going to kill, you know, hundreds and hundreds yeah. of animals. So, yeah, totally. Yeah. I um, I got an interesting fact about elephants. Wow. So. I love animal facts. Yes. You know, a slug oh. has four noses. Whoa, That's I did insane. not know that. Like how much stuff do you need to smell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. All right, elephant Selfish facts. Selfish smeller. Um, so in Africa... Elephants, like elephants, just in general, they're very intelligent animals um, and they have really good memories. So elephants now have stopped kind of evolving. So they've evolved to stop growing tusks because they've noticed that generations and generations, the bigger the tusk they have, the bigger the target they are. And elephants have realized this. So now they have just stopped growing them. Wow. Altogether. Like That's... they've there's been poachers that go out into the wild and they try to find them f- just for the tusks and they can't kill the elephants because they don't literally have don't have the tusks. And then like the elephants that are in like conservation areas, they're also not growing them. And like they've put two and two together to be like, oh, this elephant knows what to not grow in order to survive, which I thought was pretty freaking fascinating because like that's like they need that for hunting they need that for their everyday life for them to stop growing a specific body part to survive that's, that's freaking that's badass insane. yeah that's like that's badass like, wow i did not know that but yeah it doesn't surprise me i was talking to a ranger at Werribee zoo oh, cool. and because they have like the obviously like the open safari part where the yeah it's a great and, zoo yeah it's great um but there was this one section of like these trees that hadn't been eaten giraffes wouldn't touch them i'm like why is like every other tree bare but this section of trees and so over time this tree has evolved to taste bad i think it was taste bad or or let off some sort of odor so the giraffe would not eat it so to stop itself from getting eaten it evolved and made itself taste bad so the giraffe wouldn't touch it so it could survive that's so interesting. That's insane. Like, you can't tell me that everything doesn't have a life. Yeah, Like, that's everything right. is working together in, use, in, in unison. Like, that's amazing. That's really cool. Blow my mind. I didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> that is mind-blowing. I knew this would happen. I knew I'd get you on for a podcast and we'd spend most of the talking about animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That's me. I'm it like a weird animal. Lady. That's cool. But um, I was meant to do this right at the start, but 
um because there might be some people you know some of you know people who just follow me mm -hmm. uh that might be listening to you for the first time so um you know what have you spent what have you spent most of your life doing these last sort of five or ten years tell us a little bit about what you've been up to um as soon as i turned 18 i started wrestling training and i'm a pro wrestler in australia um and then when I was 19, I picked up my shit and I moved into state and I moved from Sydney to Melbourne um, to train more. And then I've just been training in Melbourne and hopefully when COVID kind of chills out a bit, go overseas and hopefully go to Japan or America and wrestle over there and hopefully get signed or something. <laughs> awesome. So that's the end goal is to... That's to my get, end goal is yeah. to make a career out of pro wrestling, whether it be get signed overseas and travel around there, live there for a while and then come back and teach other people what I've learnt. That would be the end goal, to have my own little farm and to have my own little school or something and just wrestle. That's all I really want to do. It's all I really think about. It's all I really... like. Everything I do in life always is pretty much, well, if I do this, this will then make wrestling better and this will make wrestling easier. And like growing up, I had like really bad asthma as a kid. And even as a kid, I just wanted to wrestle. It's all I wanted to do as a kid. Like I just wanted to wrestle. I just wanted to, I watched it. I like, I was obsessed. And yeah, I had really bad asthma growing up. So when I was a kid, I did lots of swimming and I did lots of like lung exercises and all that sort of stuff. And on the rare occasion, I only now have to rely on a, like an inhaler. Um, so it's like everything I do has to make wrestling better or has to make something towards it. it to me, then it's like, what's the point? Like if I'm not doing it for that, like what's the point? Because there's nothing else I want to do. Like... I'm a body piercer at the moment during the day and I love body piercing but it's not my forever like that's like I enjoy it and I'm passionate about it but for a completely different reason but I don't want to do it every day and I'm kind of at the point where it's like all right I'm, I'm done I've done everything like I could easily open a piercing studio and I know I'd be fine and I know I could run it and I'd be fine but that's not what my heart wants to do I just want to wrestle and fight and train that's, that's all i want to do i just i love it and that's so important i think like you really need to just follow whatever you're passionate about and that's not like you have to be locked in on one thing like nope. you enjoy piercing so i'm sure that's going to be part of your life mm -hmm. or you know the rest of your life but it's not going to be the main thing that you you want to do you have this goal and it's really good that it's because you know a lot of people you talk to it's like i want to do this and this and this and i want this but yours is like yeah i want to do this but i want to give back yeah. Um, I think that and make everything better and leave leave wrestling better than how you found it. And I think that's that's really important. And if you know everyone could go in with a mindset of that, then that that would be incredible. Yeah. How did you find the transition from Sydney to Melbourne? Um, honestly, it was it was a little like shaky because I, <laughs> I didn't really have a place to live, <laughs> and I was like couch surfing in Sydney and um like me and my family weren't on good terms so I couldn't stay there and you know it was just it was just it was time for me to move and I obviously met Sid before I moved and Sid said come live with me and I moved in with him and 
he made the transition so much easier. Like, I honestly couldn't have done it without him because he gave me a place to stay. He gave me safety. I wasn't sleeping in my car and stripping. Like, I yeah. had, I was getting a proper job and changing my life. And it turned out for the better. Like, I don't regret anything. Moving to Melbourne was the best thing that I ever did for my life. Um, but once I found a job and stuff, it was okay. But the, like, other training schools in Melbourne weren't, like... I don't know, I just didn't, I felt like I didn't really fit in um, and I had multiple trainers and I'm very grateful for all the trainers that I've had, to be honest. Um, but when I heard about this school opening, I was like, oh shit, this is this is like what I need. Like This is totally <laughs> what I need. I need more discipline with it. I need more structure with it. And yeah, now I've been training here for what, like two years yeah it's been uh, yeah about two years now yeah you've, you've been with us and you know the the transformation in that two years has <laughs> been which is you know not a long time at all um has been in, incredible so from like when you first walked in like i've seen you grow like as a performer your in-ring work um your body and your mindset have all changed yeah. so much um, yeah. I guess what I want to get into is what what <laughs> drives you because there are days when you come in and I can see you do not want to do this, but you show up every fucking day. There's not a day. I think you, you might have missed one day when you're really, really sick. Um, it's very rare for you to have a day off. So what drives you to keep pushing forward when you, you have that little voice? Does that voice ever yeah. come into your head that says, no, nah, yeah. not today? Like, every fucking day. Well, every fucking day. I... Like, how deep do we want to go? As deep as you want. <laughs> All right. Let's go. So, growing up, I um I struggled a lot with self-harming. And that's where body piercing obviously helped me in my life. Um, because then I could hurt myself, but in a more productive way. And I find that wrestling and the discipline of training and weightlifting makes me not want to kill myself. Like, it... I just like, it's weird. And like, I'm not even sad. Like I just have an obsession with wanting to kill myself. I don't know why I always have. I've always been interested in it. Like what happens to your body when you die? Like, where do you go? What do you do? Like, I would love to die and then come back to life. Like that would be cool, but I know it's never going to happen, obviously. Um, and yeah, I just, I have a lot of mental demons, like just growing up as a child, parents weren't, 100% tip top and all that sort of stuff but you can't blame them like you can't because everyone is trying their best and you can't and everyone's at different stages of their life so you can't hold on to that little aspect of life like even the shitty people in your life still did good to you and you should still appreciate that good and I don't know I guess the older I get the more open-minded I become with that but it's just mainly I if I don't train, I'm grumpy. If I don't train, I get agitated. Like this morning I woke up and I knew I had wrestling training. So I was like, all right, cool. Um, I've got wrestling training tonight. But I just woke up and I was just in a shitty mood. Like I just wanted to cut myself. And I was like, well, I fucking can't do that. Like I haven't cut myself for like, fuck, like at least a year and a half. And I was like, I'm, I'm not going to give in to that. So I worked out. And I just killed myself and then I was I had a shower and I felt fine. And I found that without training, like I just I don't know, I'd just be off the rails. Like it just 
it gives me a purpose and it gives me a, I don't know, like, I'm also kind of like attracted or not attracted, but like obsessed with what my body can do as well. Like not even like, not even in like a physical way. Like before I had wrestling training, I took heaps of drugs. So like I was always trying to like see what my body could do with that. So I was like, oh, I'll try some acid with some MDMA, see what happens there. Or I'll, I don't know, like just dumb shit like that. Like I never did like heroin or anything like that. It was just party drugs. But just even testing my body there, I'd be like, well, what's going to happen if I do this? Or like what's going to do this? And always pushing yourself. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, well, I can't do that forever and I'm kind of bored of that now. So like I'll do this. And it's honestly been in... Like, when I really think about it, like, my dad was, he was a boxer and played footy and my uncles were footballers and, like, it's just always been there and I think I got their genes because I don't really, I don't really relate to women either. Like, all my, most of my role models are men and I was raised pretty much by a man. So it's like I don't really relate to a woman or a woman per se. So it's just like I, I have more of a masculine drive to life I guess but even though I'm very feminine like I dye my hair and I wear like I'm still feminine but yeah I just I think my mind is more masculine and more driven I guess yeah if that makes sense yeah that makes that makes a lot of sense um so I'm very much the same way if I don't work out it either goes <laughs> one or two ways it's either like if I if, if I don't train, it's it's the same thing. Like I'm grumpy, I'm shitty, I'm mm -hmm. hating life and everything and, and get irritated a lot more and, you know, I'm just a, a worse person if I'm not yep. getting after it. Yep. Um, and, you know, I grew up with um, – I didn't have a lot of adversity in my life. I didn't – I grew up very comfortable, you know. Uh, my parents were great, which I'm so thankful for them. But yeah. I was sort of the other way, like – and I was a lazy – lazy kid, lazy adult. Like I always <clears throat> thought I was working hard, mm -hmm. but I wasn't. So I had to start creating that own adversity because I was in the same, a, a very similar mindset to like what you were. Um, and it's working out has saved that as well. Mm -hmm. And so now when I train, it's either like, yes, everything is fine and I feel great and I can just go on with my day and just be the best person I can yep. or it's like oh fuck what was that like that was the most like stupid workout and I get angry at it because it's just so ridiculously hard or, yeah. or something but no I definitely get that mindset that's that, that, that that's amazing um yeah so that that, that explains why you, you are so driven yeah yeah really I just, cool. if I don't do it I'll die probably like anything and like before I did wrestling I did hockey like I played turf hockey and grass hockey and I did boxing with my dad so like I've always and I did dancing for a year but that didn't turn out very good because obviously I didn't like that environment that just wasn't for me um and I do like swimming and stuff and like all the stuff that I've done growing up has always been very physical like I just enjoy feeling another person's energy like that's I really love chain like just grappling like jujitsu or and like I did a bit of jujitsu growing up with my dad too like he was like fuck it let's go train together so we used to go train every Wednesday together in the off seasons of hockey and I just always enjoyed like just feeling other person's energy but also like knowing that you could snap them that in that second like you've, you've got that 
it's like you've got to stop yourself from going completely over the edge and like I think that's kind of fun because it's like you've got to pull back and like otherwise you're going to kill a person I don't want to kill anyone um but it's just like that whole energy and just the feeling of moving and just like flowing with another person but it's brutal like it I just really like that I just think it's really interesting and I think I love watching it like I like watching UFC and stuff just for that just seeing two people's energies just can't not play but like fight and it's just like what the even animals, like watching animals fight. Like, I don't want them to get hurt, but I like watching it because I'm like, this is really fucking interesting. Like, when I watch my rats wrestle, I like, I always stop it because like they get carried away and I'm like, guys, stop. But just watching them wrestle, I'm like, oh my God, I could watch you do this all day. Like, this is so interesting. But yeah, I just really like that, um, that feeling. And also like, I feel like being able to learn how to protect yourself like even as a woman I think is quite important because and I think that's what my dad's um, mentality behind it like pushing me so not so much but like he taught me how to box and do jitsu because I grew up in western Sydney and it's not the nicest area Um, and I feel like he wanted me to be confident in in myself by protecting myself and I think especially as a woman that's important because like I can walk down the street and I can just be myself and Definitely. know that I'm not like, I'll be fine. Like, yeah, that's great. Like every, I think everyone needs to know how to defend themselves in, totally. in some way, but yeah, even also as a, a woman, because yeah, that's crazy. So we're on a day where you don't, you don't feel like, like you're tired, you're sore or, you know, you're feeling a bit off. Like what is it that you tell yourself in your mind to get up and, and make it here? I need to take over the world. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I need to take over the world. Like, yeah. that's just what I got to do. I dream about it. And it's not even like a, it's not even like a, like an aggressive approach. It's just, I need, I don't know what it is, but it's like, I just need to get out of this country. I need to explore the world and I need to wrestle all over the world. And I think that's how I'm going to take over the world. Um, but yeah, I, I have a sign in my in our garage gym that I one day I was having a really just fucking shit day and it was during the lockdown and I was just angry and just just in a mood and I like was frustrated at the whole circumstances of not being able to travel. I can't see my family, I can't go anywhere, like I can't work because of COVID. And I needed to work out and I didn't feel like it. So I was like, you know what? Fuck you, Emma. So I wrote on a piece of paper with glitter pens to motivate me, take over the world. And then I stuck it on the brick wall. I've got like a flag. I've got like a flag my best friend Trista made me. And then I got the anarchy flag and then Aboriginal flag. And then I stuck it there in the middle. So when I warm up, all I'm doing when I'm warming up is I'm just looking at that picture and I'm just, that's what, motivates me it's stupid it's just a piece of paper with some writing on it but it's like I need to do it Mm. I need to take over the world I need to give back to my family I need to give back to like this country like there's not many great Australian pro wrestlers and the ones that are great either don't wrestle anymore or they're overseas so it's like I 
I want to be like them. I want to I want to be a great wrestler and I want to be known as that. So I want to take over the world. That's great. That's... Yeah, you're obviously very self-driven, which I've seen, but it's, it is important. And that's what I want to know. Like, do you do little things like that, like the piece of paper? Because I do the same thing and I think everyone has... Because, yeah, you can be very self-driven, very mm -hmm. highly motivated, um, but sometimes you need to tap into little things like that. Um, I have the same thing. Um, when I was training for this recent ultra marathon yep. and the running schedule was fucking ridiculous and I did not want to get up at like 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning to go run. So I had like my running schedule and I'd have like certain quotes from, you know, people I've, you know, mm -hmm. like Cameron Haynes and David Goggins and... Yep. You know, Jocko Willink, cool. these, yeah, insane. <laughs> and all I've written is like just quotes that they'll say that will go straight in my heart, straight in my mind. Like Cameron yeah. Haynes is like keep hammering and Goggins is stay hard. Yep. Um, and of course I have their written is be relentless because if I'm not fucking doing it, how can I expect like yep. our students and, and, you know, people like yourself to do it? So yep. little things like that, <laughs> we just have to quickly read and then like, okay. And then motivation's there. Like yep. you just go and you just... It's just what you do now. It's just what you do. But sometimes you need those little little things. Yeah, totally. I, I have little pictures around my house that remind me of why I'm wrestling. Like my little brother's my best friend. And when he gets older, he wants to wrestle. And I'm totally ready to take over the world with him. We're going to be like the best tag team ever. But just I need to make wrestling a nicer place before he comes in is my current mindset. So I want him to come in and I want him to learn. I don't, like, there's obviously still going to be bullshit and all that sort of stuff, but I want there to be less bullshit. Yeah. Um, and just to make life better for him and for just my whole family. Like, we deserve it. Like, fuck it. Why not? I'm going to do it. No one else is going to do it, so I may as well. Like, why not? Fuck yeah. That's really cool. I yeah. love it. I also like the... The Mike, there's a quote Mike Tyson says, something like, suffer now and you'll live forever like a king. And I always think of that because I'm like, well, if I just, you know, do another 50 squats or another whatever, or go on another stupid fucking hike with Jake. Like, <laughs> that was a fun then, time. <laughs> oh, that was fucking insane. Like, go on another stupid hike with Jake. I'll suffer now, but... I feel like a king later because I'm not hurting myself in a bad way. I'm hurting myself for other people to watch and give them enjoyment and tell a story with that. And just, yeah, even just in life, if I suffer now, work fucking stupid nine to five jobs and then train all night and then get back up and do it the next day, hopefully in 10 years time, I won't have to do that. I'll just be able to train. That's and, it. It's just cho choosing your heart. It's like, is your heart going to be like getting up in the morning and working out? Or is it like you're going to be stuck in this job forever and then, you know, what, what hard do you want? <laughs> fuck that. I got a fucked up funny story when I first moved to Melbourne. I, I had a job interview at a call centre and I got the job. And then I, um, my first day I fucking hated it. And I was in like this little cubicle thing and I was like, oh, I feel like a bird in a cage. And then the next day I came home, like I had my lunch break and I just didn't go back. I just was like, fuck this, this sucks. <laughs> anyway, I just never went back and they, they like text me, hey, are you coming back? Like, where are you? Like, your lunch break's over. And I just, oh, I'm just going to ignore that. And I came home and Sid was home and I was like, fuck. 
it was like coming home like dad like skipping school <laughs> and it was like shit and then i walked in and i was like hey and he's like hey you're a you're you're home early i was like yeah, I can't do it. Hey, he's like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not surprised. He's like, don't, don't stress. Like, I, I kind of figured. I was like, yeah, that place is fucked. Like, I can't, I can't be enclosed in a nine to five. I've tried and I can't do it. I just, it just kills me. Yeah, I, I'm exactly the same, and that's the whole reason why I got into not the whole reason why I got into coaching, but like, yeah. really, why I wanted to work for myself. Um, I've even worked for other gyms as well, and even that is just tough. But I do yep. not know how people go the Monday to Friday, nine to five, and then the the two hour commute to to and from work. Yeah. Like, cannot do it. Um, yeah. And I think like, and people and like majority of people you speak to who are doing that will complain about it. Yeah. Complaining about the job, complaining but they don't about the drive. It. But it's like fucking do something about yeah. it. Do something. <laughs> yeah, you can change it. You're the only person in the world that can change your world. No matter how much anyone else tries, it's like it's like a drug addict. You can't. You can tell a drug addict stop taking drugs. It's killing you. Like stop it. But they need to do it. You can't not give them the needle. They need to stop taking the needle. Like you can't force anyone else but yourself to change your own life. Hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. And that's even with you know it's with everything really. Like yeah. Working out like the amount of times like it just. I've worked with some some clients that you know for you know five or six years telling mm. them the same not the same stuff but like <clears> coaching <throat> coaching coaching and just won't click but then one day they'll decide that now it's going to happen mm-hmm. and then the whole life changes yeah it, it comes down to them you know um, that's really cool all right where can people find you where can people follow along well if you want to see me live you'll have to come to um, mayhem in the march marsh. March, March, Marsh, 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 Marsh. Marsh, Public Hall, March 19th, Mayhem yes. in the Marsh, Revenge, um, hopefully COVID keeps that going yeah, ahead, fuck off COVID. Um, what about your socials and stuff, where can um, people find you? Yeah, I have Instagram, Twitter and Facebook, but I'll be honest, I don't use it much, I use Instagram probably more, um, but, so you're a little bit more active on there, yeah, yeah, cool. I'm more active on that one, just because I, I like, the pictures are nice. Yeah. But I don't, I don't fucking like Twitter. I don't really. I only have Facebook to watch my dumb reality TV shows. Like, <laughs> that's all I have Facebook for. I don't, I don't really use it other than watching cute animal videos or dumb reality TV videos that are just complete <laughs> trash. Yeah. And that's my downtime. Oh, so I'll, cool. I'll work all day. I'll come to training and then I'll go home. And I'll eat my food and then sit on the couch and watch my shit shows and just. That's the gross part. It's like everyone needs a gross Everyone has bit. downtime. Yeah, and everyone to. everyone has to have something that's a little bit toxic in their life. And reality TV is my toxic thing at the moment. Reality TV, wow. It's so there shit. You, you play a bit of music as well, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah cool. I did. Um, well, I haven't played in a while. Um, but growing up, I played guitar. Um, me and my dad played guitar. And my brothers are also guitarists. They're in a band called Teeth, Teeth. Um, in New South Wales. And growing up, I was like their little roadie. I used to take photos for them and I was their band photographer. Um, But one of my brothers, Jeremy, he's a a drummer um, and he produces music. And my older brother, Josh, he is a guitarist. And they, Josh, I think Josh was in the band. He was in the band, I don't know. He, He just had a baby, so I think he's just taking a break. But yeah, growing up, I played a little bit of music, played a bit of guitar, played a little bit of drums, not great. Um, but it's just fun to fucking hit stuff. 
<laughs> yeah, but do you guitar. still have a guitar now? I do. Okay. I do. Yeah. I have two guitars. I have an acoustic guitar um, that Sid got me during lockdown. Um, and But that, the strings are broken on it at the moment. Um, and I have an electric guitar, which is a <laughs> Dean Razorback. And wow, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my electric guitar. But back home, um, when I went up for my little brother's birthday a couple months ago, my older brother surprised me and restored my first ever guitar. So my oh, first wow. guitar was a Fender and it was just rusty and shit. And like I scribbled all over it and it's just yeah. got like dumb fucking quotes and my friend's names on it and stickers and shit. And yeah, I came down and he completely restored it, cleaned its guts out, put new strings on it, new pickups on it. And it sounded amazing. So me and my brothers and my dad, we had a bit of a play together and that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I have three guitars at home. I have a Stag, a Fender, and then a black acoustic guitar that I got off eBay. It was just like a cheap, That's shitty cool. one. Yeah. So music, music is my downtime. I, yeah. I, you know, I played bands for like 10 or 12 years all yeah, through high cool. school and um, all my early 20s. Um, so now like I just have guitars around the house and drum kits set up in our room. And, yeah, that's cool. Um, more for the girls as well and to be musical. Yeah. I think it's such a cool language to learn. Totally. And totally. just a good way to express yourself and have some downtime. Yeah. So that's good. You yeah, know, 100%. Music's so important. I, en- I, like, I enjoy listening to music. I like just sometimes sitting on my bed with my earphones in just listen to music. I don't do anything. I just like to listen. Just... An interesting fact. I don't watch, I can't watch music videos. Why? Because that, it ruins the story of the song. <laughs> Because I'll ah. listen to a song and I have this own story, uh, this own visual in my head, and then I watch the film clip and right. it just fucks it for me. <laughs> I hate it. If I catch a glimpse of like some like it. a song I like and I catch a video, I'm like, ah! Like, it drives me insane. <laughs> That's so good. I yeah, I I can I can totally see why it ruins it for you. I fucking love the music videos. Yeah, some some I are really it. cool. I like um, watching music videos. Also, like, I'm a drummer, so, like, anything with, like, Travis Barker in there, I just, oh, cool. I love. <laughs> yeah, you like Travis Barker? Insane. Growing up, my brother's favorite band was, they loved Blink-182 yeah. and Sum 41. And, like, a lot of the, a lot of the music you play when we're training is literally the same music my brothers listen to and play. Awesome. So, <laughs> I have those memories when I, like, especially, like, um... Like when Parkway Drive comes on and stuff, like me and my brothers love Parkway Drive. Yeah, Parkway are cool. Yeah, they're fucking yeah. dope. Um, whenever I hear that at the gym, I always think of my brothers when I'm working out. And it's just, it's good memories. Yeah. It's good. Definitely. That's yeah. cool. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I'm sure we're going to do some more of these because there was a shitload I still wanted to cover. Yeah, cool. But um, we'll tag like all your social medias in the show notes and everything so people can find you and follow you cool. along. Um, but that was really cool. I appreciate you coming in. Thank and you. And now we're going to go train and get after it. Yep. Sounds fun. It's really fucking hot. Yeah, it's really hot in this room. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you.